Hello Hi, everyone, how you doing? Hope everything's going well with you. Diane and I are here again in our kitchen and we're doing a series on marriage and we've been doing this now for several weeks. I think we have today and then one more one session more, after yeah. this and then we'll be we'll be concluding it. But uh, we've been looking at marriage A to Z mm -hmm. and taking letters in the alphabet and, and different words from each of the letters A through Z and trying to... Uh, help everyone's marriages yes. with those words. And if you've missed any of our uh, past uh, sessions, you can go to our archives and catch up on anything you've missed. And uh, you sure look pretty today. Thank you, and you look handsome. And uh, thanks for joining me again. Yes. And so, hey, we're gonna continue our series. Again, if you've missed anything, you can go and get get it from the past. And uh, like I said, we have today and then one more session. Yes. But let's, let's pick right up. I, I do want to say this uh, before we get into the new material. Uh, you know, sometimes people will come into a series like this and they'll just hear one of the sessions right. or they'll hear, you know, one statement that's made and they don't hear everything that went before or went after. And sometimes it, it can actually uh, be detrimental right. to people that they just hear one one of the sessions or whatever and they don't hear everything we've said. Last week we were, were reading, we were, uh, the word, L, we were on the L's mm -hmm. and the word was love. And we were looking at 1 Corinthians, I believe it is the 13th, 13th chapter in the Amplified Classic Bible. And it says that uh, love, if you're really walking in love, you'll pay no attention to a suffered wrong. And, and that's true. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that. But, you know, you could have a person come in and just hear that one session last week and and, and like a, a lady might tune in, a wife might tune in and just, just hear that one statement and then she'll conclude that, well, if I'm really walking in love, that my husband's been beating me, so I have to pay no attention to that suffered wrong. Or, you know, a, a husband might listen in and his wife's having an affair and and, and he might think, well, I have to pay no attention to that suffered wrong. But, you know, though the Bible says pay no attention to a suffered wrong, the Bible also says that a, a spouse should not put up with being beaten. Or, uh, you know, and if a, a, a spouse is being abusive and they won't repent, that the, the spouse that's on the receiving end of that abuse should not put up with it. If a, if, if a, one of the uh, married, marriage partners is having an affair and they won't repent, the one on the receiving, you know, the, the, the spouse that's not having the affair, uh, you know, shouldn't put up with that. Right. And, and, and we could get into the scriptures and the verses that prove that. But, you know, if you just hear that one statement, well, pay no attention to a suffered wrong, then you can have someone out there that's being beaten and abused or, or their spouse is cheating on them and, and they think they have to be stuck in that, they're, that they're stuck in that because they should pay no attention to that suffered wrong. What I'm trying to say is the Bible, the same Bible that says pay no attention to a suffered wrong also says that a spouse should not put up with physical abuse or, or you know, if, they're, if the spouse is having an affair on them, they shouldn't put up with, with a spouse that's having an affair. You know, and if that spouse won't repent of that abuse that they're doing, that that you know, you got to get away. You got to get away from that. Right. Is that right? That's right. And so, anyway, I just wanted to say that to help somebody because I was preaching a message one time and I was talking about these things, and a lady came in. She was visiting that day, 
And she came up to me after the service and just, she said, do I have to put up with my husband? He's been, you know, abusing me. And, and she was a visitor because mm -hmm. she heard me talk about love and forgiveness. And she thought, well, I need to, you know, forgive my husband. Now, you know, you, and I said, hey, forgive your husband. Yes, the Bible teaches that. But the Bible, I told her, hey, you got to get out of that. Right. The Bible gives you gives you avenue to get out of that. So I just wanted to say that in case somebody heard heard us last week and and you know they're in a bad situation, they think they have to be trapped in it. So right. hopefully that that helps. So uh, anyway, and we've been saying that all along at different times, but mm -hmm. I just wanted yes. to say that. So let's move on. Now we've gotten last week we finished with L. Let's see L. What comes after L? M. L. M. Oh oh yeah no we went through M's last week. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, we did L's and then we did M. And I think the big thing on M was what? Money management? Anyway, it's in the archives. What comes after M? N. Okay, there you go. <laughs> N. So let's pick up with N. Okay, the next one is N. And this one is really simple and very simple to do. Nice. Mm -hmm. Be nice to your spouse. Um, a lot of married couples just stop being simply nice mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. And so... When you go about your day, think about, am I being nice to my spouse? And that's really all we need to say about it. Be nice be to nice. your spouse. Be nice. And you're almost always nice to me. <laughs> and you're always nice to me. <laughs> always or almost always? Always, always, okay, always well, absolutely. You know, you're always, always nice. Uh, and in fact, you're always nice. To be, we're joking here a little bit, but you really are nice. Thank you're, you. You're nice. I You've always be nice. been nice to me. And the only time you haven't been nice to me is when I... When I had I had unniceness coming, <laughs> but you are very nice, yeah. and I appreciate you being nice. Yeah, we really try are. to really be nice. To we each do other. try. We, we do. do try. And here's the next one: is name calling. Oh. Name calling. If you're oh. going to call your spouse a name, it better be a name that uh, encourages them, builds them up. Uh, you have the power within you to make your spouse bloom or to shrivel. By the names you call them. You can call them fat and ugly and stupid and, and lazy and... Bald. <laughs> you could, uh, you know, people call other people derogatory names and people call their spouses derogatory names. And when you call your spouse a derogatory name, you're causing them to shrivel up yeah. as a spouse and as a person. But you can call them names that build them up and encourage them, and you can cause them to bloom as a spouse and as a yeah, person. Yeah. So if you're going to call your spouse names, use faith-filled names, yeah. use names that build yeah. them up, that encourage them to make them feel good about themselves. Absolutely. Hey, do you like me better this way or when I used to wear that funky-looking hairpiece? Like this. Absolutely. <laughs> like this. But are you glad I got rid of that? Yes. Yeah, I got rid of that thing. But you know, you've never been a name caller. You never have called me names. And you know, I grew up, uh, and I was, by the people I grew up around, I, I was taught, um, not my mom, but other people that I grew up around, I was taught to be a name caller when you got in an argument and you find some physical feature about the person at, that, you know, you were arguing with and you pick on that and call names and by the way, we see a lot of that going on in our society right now. Yes. Sad to say. Yep. But I was trained to be a name caller, and, and that is not good. No. Uh, you know, calling people bad names and mm -hmm. picking on their physical features and things like that, and that's mm -hmm. just not good. But, uh, yeah, name calling is, is bad. Now, good names is, like you said, is good, but bad names. I've watched, I, I'm thinking of this one lady right now that she she called her 
I've watched her call her husband all kinds of dumb and stupid and ignorant and and you know it's 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 just it's just sad. So it's very sad. And and, and so and and I've even watched them do that in front of others. Right. And so don't call names. Don't call your spouse bad names. Right. Okay. Okay. We're on to oh open. You need to be able to share your feelings with your spouse. And you need to be able to listen to your spouse when they share the, your, their feelings. You need to have an open relationship where the other person feels safe uh, confiding in you, telling you their deepest concerns and fears and worries and dreams. You need to be open with each other and have open communication. Yes, and there's other O's that we could... Others, There's other words that start with O that we could use, but I think open is good. Just yes. be an open book. I might say this, too, since we're talking about being open... You, I think it's a great idea. Now, do you have my, like to my phone, mm -hmm. do you have the passcode to get into my phone? Mm -hmm. yes. And do I have yours? Yes. And, and, and the computers yes. and all of that mm -hmm. and, and, and the financial records mm -hmm. and we're open. We're open. I'm yes. not, I don't There's have nothing any, hidden. I'm not, I'm not hiding anything right. from you and you can go in my phone anytime you mm -hmm. want and I can go in yours. You know, and, and so open. It's yes. very important to be open with your spouse, not hiding anything. Right. I mean, when people hide and stuff, what does that mean? They got something to hide. Yes. <laughs> you know, so stay open, be yes. open, and, and that, that's very important for a good marriage. Now we're to P. Now we're to P. Let's see, that we, Elemena? P. Elemena? P. Okay. Yep. The next one is being polite and courteous. Um, just, you think, well, there's no reason to be polite. You know, I live with them every day. I see them every day. Why should I be polite? But politeness goes a long way. Yes. If you need your spouse to do something or you would like them to do something, you can say, please, please, honey, would you, you know, do this? Please, honey, would you do that? Please, could you please do this? Or, uh, saying thank you, mm -hmm. you know, thank mm -hmm. you so much for, for the simple things in life. Thank you so much for cooking dinner. Thank you so much for doing the dishes. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for mowing the lawn. Thank you so much for uh, paying the bills. You know, when you thank people for what they do, it encourages them and it builds them up. And you for sure want to encourage your spouse and build them up. And when you uh, <clears throat> value them enough to say please and thank you, it means all the difference in the world. Just being polite. And it's like being nice. It's the same, same thing, really. Yep. Just being nice. Yes. Goes a long, long way. Being polite, yes. kind, and nice goes mm -hmm. a long way. And, you know, simple things like, excuse me, if you need your spouse to move out of the way because you need to do something, you don't say, would you get out of the way? Get out of the way. Get, get out, out of the way. Get out, get out from in front of that. Get out of my way. You're front, always in my way. Get out from, from in front of that television <laughs> set. And I mean, it's much better to say, you know, honey, could you please excuse me? You know, yeah. I need to, I need to move something yeah. here. I need to mm. place something here instead of just barking things and being mm. rude. Bark, rude. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bark. <laughs> you know, like Fred Flintstone did to Wilma, you know, do you think people remember the Flintstones? Some people. I don't know. But you know, a lot of times, um, I've watched this. We've seen this, that a, a, a person will be nice to everybody else, but yes. their spouse. Yes. And that's and, so and, hurtful. And it's sad. Yeah. Yep. It's sad. Okay. The next one is a really, really big one. The past. <laughs> yeah. Don't continually dig up the past. Yes. That is a big, big, big deal. Yes, it is. And there again, I've had a problem in that area and, you know, and I was trained this way. 
I was trained, not by my mom really at all, but some of the people I grew up around. I was trained as a kid that when you get into an argument, by the way, we taught you how to argue mm -hmm. in the first session, maybe the second session, I don't know. Argue un clean. Under the A's, yep. argue clean, because all <laughs> couples are going to argue yep. at some point. And there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. But I was trained just to be a, just, just to, you know, and you get in there and you start, you go all the way back into the past and dig up everything you wrong. remember what you did when you were two years old? I'll go all the way back. And you know, I, with you and me, I've gone all the way back from before we were ever married. And I, we start there and we come all the way down everything you've ever done that I thought was wrong. And I had a problem with that, and I have had to work on it. I've, have I changed? Totally changed. I've changed every once in a while. It rears up, but but most mostly I've cha I needed to change. And, and you can change. Yes, if I can, can change, change, you can change. We can and, all change and be a better. Am I a better spouse now than I was when we got married? Yes. Yeah. And, and frankly, and you are too. Yes. Yeah. There was so much. Uh, when you get married, when you first get married, there's so much adjustment and learning to. Uh, uh, compromise mm -hmm. and learning to meld your lives together mm -hmm. and it can be a very hard thing and mm -hmm. but it's, for some people it can be an easy thing mm -hmm. but it's it's uh, both people have to do it and I had to make a lot of changes too yeah we both did but mm -hmm. you know over the weeks I've been sharing all these problems that I have and and you know you're almost perfect <laughs> no, I'm, not. I'm not even close to perfect god bless you you have to live with me but anyway but i i guess i'm not as maybe messed up as i've been, been no. conveying no. Huh? But, he's a but, wonderful husband but you know it, it helps people you know if we sit here and, and just let everybody think that we're just perfect normal people then you can't help people we're we're you know we're just as messed up as anybody <laughs> else but we've had to work through some things yes and, and and again the key to successful marriage is not the problems and the and the things that come up it's working through them right. i think we've done that pretty well yes, by we god's have. grace so yes, okay have. all right okay the next one is proverbs if you want to have a successful marriage study the book of proverbs yes the proverbs has so much about marriage, about conflict resolution, about uh, finances, about immorality, about where we should put our attention, uh, about uh, just all kinds of stuff that is specific to marriages and to families mm -hmm. and to children, raising mm -hmm. children too. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have a really good marriage and you want some wisdom on it, go to the book of Proverbs and you'll be surprised if you just go through the book of Proverbs and mm -hmm. say, I'm just going to underlying the things that have to do with a husband and a wife and raising children and finances because finance is a big part of marriage you will be shocked at how much is in there about marriage absolutely yes so yes. i encourage you to do that proverbs a great book in the bible yep the next one is our goal should be to please our spouse mm -hmm. first of all we please god yeah but next we please our spouse yes. we look for things that they like we try to, like, as a, as a woman, I try to find things that my husband likes to eat, the kind of clothes he likes to wear, the way he likes his clothes washed, and, you know, the shows he likes to watch. Just try to do things to please him and honor him. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and that's really important when you are married, to work on things that please your spouse. And you, you really, you're really good at that. And you are good at that, too. Very good. Okay, the next thing is parenting. Mm -hmm. Parenting. Oh my gosh, parenting, a couple can have a really good relationship and when the kids come along, uh, they can let their marriage go to pot. 
So when you're parenting, it's really important to, um, before you become parents and, and as you go along in the parenting journey, to uh, privately between the husband and spouse, decide how you want to raise your kids, how much money you want to spend on certain things, how much money you want to spend on clothes, on education, you know, what kind of activities are you going to uh, have the kids involved in, uh, how, you know, are they going to do activities one day a week or five days a week? You know, how much screen time are they going to have? These are all important things and how, how you as a husband and a wife are going to nurture their faith in God. How much, you know, how much you're going to depend on grandma and grandpa and the other relatives to do things. These are things that all need to be talked about and you need to reach compromises on things and, um, and, and find a way to work together and then have a united front. Uh, uh, a united plan in parenting because if you have a if you have a disjointed plan in parenting that's going to cause your children problem it's going to cause your children problems yes uh i think one of the reasons that uh marriages sometimes go to pot as you as you said uh, earlier when kids come along is that the before the kids come the the couples have attention on one another mm -hmm. and then the kids come along and then the 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 uh, attention that the couple had on each other now goes to the children and that's wonderful that's good that's mm -hmm. fantastic you should have a you know put your children as a high priority and put attention on them but what happens is, is the attention just all goes to the children yes. and then the husband and the wife neglect their start to neglect their relationship and the and the children actually in time become more important I've had so many women tell me over the years as we've counseled mm -hmm. and, and I've asked them about priorities and, and they said, you know, I said, if you, you know, who's more important to you, your husband or your child? Oh, my child. I'd get rid of my husband right now. I want my child. They're, they're the, and while I understand that, yet it's not right. And it does. If you love your child, it is going to hurt your child. In it's going to hurt run. your child yeah. to have that kind of an attitude. Yeah, the priority has to be God first, mm -hmm. then your spouse, right. then your children. Children are very important, but they, they, they have to be set right in that priority structure right. or, or it'll actually hurt them down the road. Right. And, uh, but, but I think that's, that's important to keep that priority of God first, then your spouse, then your children. And in parenting, you should never, ever, ever talk bad about your spouse to your child. I want to say this before we get to that. United, being united mm -hmm. is, is very important because kids, and this is not a series on parenting, this, but, but parenting comes into marriage. marriage so much. And, and if the children can see that the couple, uh, their mom and dad are not united, mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> that'll destroy a home. And yes. that, that really will. And it's mm -hmm. not good for the kids. So uh, it's just the reason I, I know you did a good job stating that, mm -hmm. but I wanted to read emphasize it that the husband and the wife it's communication yes you got to communicate and, and it's be, it, being able to compromise with each other right and you have to have a united front mm -hmm. against the children because you don't want to let the children work the husband against the wife because mm -hmm. that happens that's what right. kids will do and they have to see a united loving <laughs> front in their parents or it can cause all kinds of disasters. Children so, can be very skilled at that. Very skilled at that. So, <laughs> and, right. and one thing I, I really feel like you and I were able to do that. To yes. compromise, mm -hmm. to unite together, to have middle ground, to right. to uh, bring up the kids. And like disciplining, even, even discipline. Disciplining, sometimes, you have to decide on that. Sometimes the husband will be the discipliner and the wife isn't or vice versa. And then, and then the kids can, you know... It, it, 
can think, well, one of my uh, parents is mean, the other one is nice, easy. <laughs> easy. So it just has to be the without getting into a teaching on parenting because we don't don't want to do that here. No. But you got it. You got to spread that discipline out and and all of that. It all has to be communicated through, and particularly with blended families. Mm-hmm. And you know you you know what I mean by a blended family. Yes. And then you know if. If if the woman comes in and she to the marriage and she has a child and then that that you know the husband then who is the stepfather mm-hmm. you know if he's going to discipline the child what you know that you know that can get into all kinds of, yes. of that that would need a whole other series for us to just mm-hmm. talk on that yeah. but the key in all of that is communication. communication communicate it between the husband and the wife whether it's a blended family or whatever communicate it up front. And then, and then, and then, you know, uh, let the children know what the rules are and then stick with those rules and have a united front as a husband and, and, and a wife towards the children. And it, it's really, it'll keep the marriage, uh, as good as it can be. Yes. So what were you talking about here? You have to be united and compromise and find the middle ground. Oh, never talk bad about your spouse. We said that earlier, call names and all that, but don't ever talk bad about yourself. About, don't talk bad about yourself <laughs> either. <laughs> but don't talk bad about your spouse in front of your children. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's just not good. Not good. That's just, that's just, and it, it really, it's not it good. It destroys the whole family. It destroys the whole family. It destroys the whole family. It destroys the kids and it really does hurt yes. the kids. It's a mess. Whatever you do, and, and don't ever, don't you ever argue, don't you ever argue with your spouse in front of your kids. Right. If you've got a disagreement with your spouse, take that up in private. Mm-hmm. Do not argue in front of the children. Yes. It hurts the kids. Yes. It's just not good. There's plenty of time to do that in private. Okay, let's see. Uh, have we... We've done that. Well, I want to be sure we get everything in. <laughs> we did. All right. So we're done with the P's now. Yeah. All right. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to Q. Q. Well, can you guess what that is? There's not a lot of Q words, but Q is for quiet. Quiet. Your spouse needs quiet time. Mm-hmm. They need time to themselves. They need time alone. Uh, they need time to de-stress and declutter. They need time to spend with God. They need time to pray. Um, just give your time, have the grace to give your time, your, your spouse time and quiet and space. It's yes. really important. Are there no other cues? No other cues. Well, there probably are, but not for today. Not for today. <laughs> so I'm going to be quiet. I think everybody understands this that, you know, maybe the guy needs time to tinker out on the car yeah. in the garage yeah. or. The woman needs time to read a book or whatever, whatever it might be. But yeah. everybody needs quiet time. Everybody needs time. I like that. I like alone. what you said. You, everybody mm-hmm. needs some quiet time, mm-hmm. and you just do. And, uh, and and by the way, you know, we you know because of our lifestyle over the years, we've been together almost twenty four seven. You know, really, if you think about it, not that's an exaggeration, but we've been together because, a, lot, yeah. a lot, you know, mm-hmm. together all the time, you know, because of our lifestyle, pastoring the church and whatnot, we're together a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and as much, you know, I'll put it another way, as wonderful, as wonderful as I can be, <laughs> I'm joking, 
you need some time away from me. Yep, and you and, need time away from me. And as wonderful and as that's you, normal. And I was joking about that with myself, but as wonderful as you are, you know, we're together all the time. We need to be away from each other some. Mm-hmm. It's just healthy. Yes. And 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 so that's what I'd recommend if if you're in a situation with your spouse that you're around one another all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we all need some space and yes. quiet time. Yep. And it, it's very important. So I'm going to be quiet. Now let's move on. Okay. The next one is respectful. And we've kind of covered this in other ways. That's like being nice. Yeah, be nice. And being polite. And There's don't other talk, R's that we could use. Don't talk bad about your respectful. spouse. Respectful. Go ahead. Don't re- respect them. Respect mm-hmm. who they are and respect everything about them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, don't complain about them or make fun mm-hmm. of them in, other pe- in front of other people. You know, if you make fun of your spouse at all, you know, except jokes you have between yourself. Yeah. But if you make fun of your spouse in front of other people, it shows that you don't respect them. Right. And that's a terrible, terrible thing. When a, when a spouse feels disrespected, um, it damages the relationship so right. much. And respect is something that has to be earned. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard of a, a story one time where a, a husband slammed his hand on the table and he said to his wife, he said, woman, he said, he said, respect me. <laughs> Show me some respect. And she said, well, give me something to respect and I will. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. So respect has to be earned. Yep. But uh, that being said, we need to show all due respect to our spouse. Right. You need to respect, you know, their opinions, respect their mm-hmm. hobbies, uh, mm-hmm. respect the things that they like, mm-hmm. you know, um, just every husband and spouse, every husband and spouse, every husband and, spouse. <laughs> every husband and wife are going to like different things. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is, is look at people's preferences on the television mm-hmm. to know that, that people like different things yeah. and you have to respect what that person likes. Yes. You have to respect mm-hmm. what they like in food choices and mm-hmm. the temperature in the house. You know, you have to find a way to respect each other and yeah. and uh, accommodate each other. Just respect for each other is really important. And when you find, you know, one spouse that everything is always their way, mm-hmm. um, it shows that they don't, you know, the other person isn't respected as a person. There's some things about me and some things about you that we, because we've talked about it, there's there's a few things with you and a few things with me that, that I guess, you know, that we just totally vehemently, put that V, <laughs> vehemently disagree with. That things we, you know, mm-hmm. positions we hold on certain things, yes. whether it's things, whatever they are, we'll just put it that way. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 we just had to get to a point where we just disagree on some things, mm-hmm. but but we respect each other. Right. Uh, we respect each other's rights to hold those feelings. That's right, and we don't yeah. think less of each other because they. No, we're just different people. We're just different. You have to respect and, and that. So we respect under our respect that, and it's helped us. Yes. All right. What's next? The next thing is scriptural. You know, this whole uh, teaching has been about being having the scriptural marriage. Mm-hmm. What that means is is you use the word of God to help mm-hmm. guide you and guide your actions in your marriage. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read a scripture that will help uh, help explain husbands and wives and the family. It's in 1 First Pe- First Peter 3, verse 1, starting in verse 1 in the New Living Translation. It says, In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. 
Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. That is powerful. Mm -hmm. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. And that's so good because what's inside of us will always show on the outside. Yes. Verse 5, this is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They trusted God and accepted the authority of their husbands. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters when you do what is right. Without Amen. <laughs> I like that. But you have to understand that that is not saying that she was like a slave to right. him and, and that she was a doormat and that he was like the you know, the, the Lord and master right. over her. And, you know, that's not what that's saying. But Correct. you talk us about respect. Go ahead. Um, let's see. Uh, verse 7. Husbands, in the same way you husbands should give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. All Christians, finally, uh, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. That's some good marriage advice, yes, isn't yes, it? Yes. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Yes. Be tender-hearted. Isn't that awesome? Be mm -hmm. tender-hearted yeah, with your spouse. Yeah. And keep a humble attitude. Mm -hmm. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people or your spouse insults you. Don't mm -hmm. retaliate with insults. Mm -hmm. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. So if your spouse, you say, God bless you. <laughs> that is what God has called you to do, and he will bless you for it. Yeah. So those Excellent. are... Those are such good scriptures. If you want some marriage advice, just read First Peter, uh, the third chapter. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't, I, I you can't, can't I, you can't. I have nothing get any to, better I can't than that. Any better than that. So just read that, do that, and yep. it'll be good. things will go better for your marriage. Right. Okay. And you know, I think she was able to call him, show him that respect. Sarah, she showed Abraham that respect because he was a good husband. Yeah, he treated her well. Yeah. The next S is self-control. Self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit that uh, God talks about when our life is led by the Spirit of God. We have certain things that are produced in our life, and mm -hmm. self-control is one of them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if we lack self-control, it can hurt our relationship. And what do I mean by that? If you lack self-control in maybe spending money, mm. it's going to damage your relationship. If you lack control in how much time you spend uh, looking at screens, like the TV, the computer, the phone, the laptop, the iPad, you know, it's going to affect your relationship. If you don't have self-control on your uh, temper and you're yelling and screaming all the time it's uh, and you're not controlling your mouth, that's going to affect your relationship. Yeah. If you can't control your thoughts... You know, you're thinking about the opposite sex all the time and it's not your wife or your husband that you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. That is going to damage your relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, addictions. There's all kinds of addictions that people have that, mm -hmm. that affect their relationships. So if we can have the fruit of the spirit of self-control at work in our life, it can make our marriage happier and healthier. Yes. Um, 
As we said before, we talked, this is another S, we talked about sex, and we just want to emphasize that that is not the main problem in hardly any marriage. Mm. It's all these other things that we've talked about. Another S is that we, self, we need to look at ourself and our own problems and our own uh, uh, shortcomings and change ourselves instead of always looking at our spouse and trying to change them. And a lot of times Terry has, Terry has brought up things, you know, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that, or, or have you ever thought about, you know, this attitude or that attitude that you have? And I have to really look at myself and think, you know, look at it from his point of view and see areas that I need to change. Yeah, I've been saying it all along through this series is that you can't change your spouse. Right. You can only change yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that you have to take a long, hard look at yourself. And uh, and that's not easy for that's people to do. That's not easy to do. That's Especially a, for people who really, in their mind, they're trying to do the best that they mm-hmm. know how to do. It's really hard to look at yourself and say, you know, I do have a problem with this and I mm-hmm. do need to change it. You know, I've been talking about the different problems that I have had over the years and things. But now this is one area. So if somebody's just hearing this, they're mm-hmm. going to think I'm accolading myself, but I'm not. Because... <laughs> Again, for every one problem you have, I've got ten. They're far more savage and terrified, which we've already talked about. But I, so I've had really. I, I would say you're you're a much better marriage partner than I am, and, and I would would say that. And you just are. You're just wonderful. But so I've had issues and whatnot as we've been talking about. But one thing that I have done pretty well is I'm able to take a long, hard look at myself and see where the problems are. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't have a problem talking with you about, hey, hey, I'm goofed up over here. I need to make that change. I'm messed up over here. Uh, you know, I, I can, I've been able to do that. And that is one asset that I have had amongst all the other things that is a good thing. I, and a lot of people can't do that. Right. They he, just can't do it. He is very, very, very good at that. I struggle with that a lot more than he does, but he is excellent at that. Yeah, and you know, you, you know, because a lot of times when you just bring up even anything negative to somebody about their personality, they will. I mean, they will. The walls will go up, and mm-hmm. they'll just right away get offended. And, mm-hmm. and 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 we've seen this with couples, and they can't even have dialogue and talk because you know if if you know if you know. And there's been times where I've brought up Diane. Do you think that you should maybe think about such and such? And and you know this, you, know, you don't you don't like it, right. and, you know. And so I'm not picking on you, but it's but, the truth. But you know, so you had to work in that area yeah. more than me. But it's just taking that walk, just, just turn just that taking, high, taking right, a step right, back and right, looking right. at yourself. Just turn the high powered perception on yourself mm-hmm. and take a look at yourself and change what you can. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best chance you really have at making the marriage better because you can't change your spouse. Right. You can talk to them, love them, pray for them, all of that. It's all wonderful, but ultimately. You can't change them, uh, you know. You, you, but you look at yourself and that self, that self analysis, and then change where you need to change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is step parenting, and we're not going to talk about that uh, very much. We just want you to be aware if you have a, a blended family, like we said before, um, things are not going to happen like the Brady Bunch. If you remember what they were like, everything just went pretty smoothly. Uh, the kids got into trouble from time to time, but but the family lived together happily. Uh, we just want you to know that there are uh, unique and and many challenges to a blended family. 
And the best thing you can do is be aware of those things and make sure you do some of the things we talked about, Be have a united front, um, talk things through, uh, compromise, make sure everybody is treated equally, and understand that there's a lot of times with step parenting that maybe you need, you might need more help, more counsel than you would in a, in a uh, marriage with the original spouses and mm-hmm. children. And again, we could teach for weeks just on parenting, step parenting, parenting, blended families. Uh, we're just not doing that at we're this time. Maybe right down now. the road we'll we'll do a series like this and talk about it. But it's just really important if you're looking at at getting married to someone who has children, or you have children and they have children, and you're looking to getting married. There are very very uh, real uh, difficulties ahead mm-hmm. of you that are going to have to be worked out, and they may last for the rest of your lifetime. Um, So it's a very, very uh, sobering thing to think about, but you need to think about it before you get remarried. Absolutely, and and those difficult things, like I said earlier, earlier, like like disciplining children, Mm -hmm. you know, know, because I mean, wars have come up over a a stepfather, (laughs) you know, disciplining the stepchild, mm-hmm. you know, just, I don't mean talking about spanking them or nothing, but even raising the voice and say, mm-hmm. Hey, put that, you know, or, or put that back or, or, you know, stop making so much noise or whatever. And, and, you know, well, you're not my dad. And then the wife comes in and says, well, you're not their dad. And oh my gosh. So, I mean, you got to think about all of that before you get married and t- try your best to communicate all of that out before you get married, if you can, because I tell you what, that, that can be some, some tough stuff. There's things just as simple as how much money is spent on gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the wife spends, you know, $100 on each birthday gift, you know, and the husband is used to spending, you know, $500 or, mm-hmm. you know, 20 and 50 or whatever it would be. Yeah. And uh, those things can cause a marriage to end. Something mm-hmm. as simple as that. So mm-hmm. those things have to be determined before a marriage happens. And so we could, we, we, again, we could spend weeks and weeks and weeks mm-hmm. on parenting, mm-hmm. step parenting. But uh, so we're not doing this justice no, right now. No, we just want to let just, you know just, that it's, a, it, it's, it's something to really be considered. Right, right. To have a happy, happy marriage, mm-hmm. a second marriage, third marriage, whatever yes. it may be. So maybe we'll come back down the road somewhere mm-hmm. and talk about parenting, yes. step parenting. But mm-hmm. let's move on. Yes. Uh, now we're to tease, 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 uh, make time together. Time yeah. together mm-hmm. is really, really important to maintain a strong, healthy relationship. And may I say this, you know, we're together a lot, as mm-hmm. I said earlier, but there's times, you know, like yesterday, we went out on a date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're together all the time. Yeah, but we're together all the time. But you need to take the time for special times. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we're saying here. Um, it's really, really important to treasure your time together. Mm-hmm. Treasure your time with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, realize how uh, what a gift it is and be thankful for it. Always make special moments in your marriage. Uh, we, we have special moments in our marriage every single day. Yeah. Because we are, are uh, we think that's really important. Make each day with your spouse a blessing. I savor every day, and I think about this almost every day, because, you know, as time goes on, you know, the time we have right now, we're going to think back on, mm-hmm. 
how we'd like to get back to this time yes. and, and relive it, you know yeah. I mean? Cause it's, cause we really do have a good marriage yes, and I do, do love you and being with you and you know, you think on down the road and you know, I, I like to freeze things right here, you know, <laughs> stay right so here. Nice. but, but anyway, so savor every moment, yes. savor every mm-hmm. moment. Okay. The next word is team. Always work as a team in your marriage, not as two uh, independent people. Um, you know, with Terry and I, like if a tree falls in the yard, we both go out there and, and try to clean it up. You know, we try to clean up the kitchen together after mm-hmm. meals. Um, we have always worked as a team of parenting well, and finances. The, I'll take the chainsaw mm-hmm. and do the big work and then we'll get it down small enough and you kind of pull that stuff away and then, you know, you'll, we have a barrel out back and you'll burn, burn the, and so we work together as a team. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What were you saying? Tree falls, cleaning the kitchen. Yeah, mm-hmm. we you do, well you do the cooking mm-hmm. and I do the cleaning. And I help you with the cleaning. Yes. Do I ever <laughs> help you with the cooking? No. Well, no. <laughs> well, I, once in a while I'll put I'll bring the mixer over. <laughs> well, I didn't bring up the cooking. Okay. I brought but up. you do you do you do uh, we do like we just we just so we make make the bed together, we change the sheets yeah. together. Yeah. I mean uh now you don't have to do every household chore together, no, no. but what we're trying to say is work as a team. Yeah. You know, like uh, he will vacuum and I'll do the dusting and clean the bathrooms. And we, we work together. We have yeah. our things that we do, but it's all working together to uh, make the household function, to make, you know, everything function well. You know, we it, these things just really happened with us. When we got married, I just started doing things. You did things. We never really communicated about who was going to do what. The cooking's obvious. You don't want me doing the cooking. But, you know, we work as a good, yeah. as a team, I yep. think. And, and in all areas, and in ministry, mm-hmm. we always worked as a team yes. in ministry and everything you and I, we've done as a team. Yes. And you're a great teammate. And so are you. You know, I, I'm glad I have you <laughs> on my team. You're, you're excellent. You really are. And the very last thing we're going to talk today about is being thankful. Being thankful. You need to have a heart of thankfulness for your spouse, who they are, and uh, what they mean to you, all they've done for you. Uh, You know, if your heart is full of thanksgiving for your spouse, it's harder to find fault. Yes. It's harder to get, you know, edgy or Mm -hmm. or, uh, complaining or aggravated if you're just so thankful. So thankful. And, you know, anybody can think of things about their spouse to be irritated about But if you just fill up your heart with thankfulness, well, I'm thankful for all these things that they are, there's just not room for a lot of complaining. And you know, I, again, this is some, this is an area where I've done fairly well in over the years is being thankful. Mm -hmm. When things aren't going quite right, I I look for things to be thankful for, you know, and, and I I think I've been pretty good at that and it does, it does improve things. I will say like the other day when I was out cutting down out in the road, I was out cutting down some things that you wanted to cut down and I didn't think that they needed to be cut down, but you wanted them cut down before they seeded. And I don't understand you all of that. An invasive non-native yeah. plant that was going to take about over. 20 feet off the road where nobody ever goes <laughs> and all, we have no business being down there, but you wanted them, you wanted to cut down. So I went out the, the last, last, just, few days ago and I went and cut them down just because because you asked me and and I and I had an encounter with a yellow jacket 
and and it got me in the back of the neck and on the and on the heel, and so I'm just about healed up from that. But it wasn't a nice couple of days, and uh, we would not have wanted to be shooting this what we're doing right now after I got hit by those yellow jackets. <laughs> but, you know, in the midst of that, I, I was very thankful that I only had two <laughs> two. Uh, stings because I could have got swarmed, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a whole now that's a whole nother deal there. Right. So tr- try to find things we're talking about. For. I'm thankful I only had two, two instead of getting swarmed. And so, I was thankful he only got two, so he'd be less mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, we would not have been wanting to shoot this after I got stuck. <laughs> I was not a happy camper, and I, you know, I did let you know that I, you know, why are my, why do you have me down there cutting that down there? We never, why do you have me down there cutting that? I explained that. Yeah, okay, you're it's an invasive it. weed that spreads invasive millions of weeds. seeds. Yeah, okay, but anyway, I try to get find, it before it flowers. I try to find something to be thankful yes. for, even if it's I only got two big bee stings instead of could have been ten or twelve. Yeah. So I, but I did that. Yeah. Because I'm trying to find things to be thankful for, and it made it, it made it. A little bit easier. A little bit easier. And you got the ice packs for me. Yes. And, and so we were a team. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, I do want to say this. That one thing that I really am thankful for is I'm thankful for you. Because the Lord gave you to me. And I'm thankful that he did because you have kept me and protected me from having a bad marriage. And having a, a bad wife. And I'm really, really thankful to you for that because I've seen so many fellows have uh, not good wives and tough marriages. And you, I do not know what it's like to have a bad marriage. So I am so thankful for you. And I thank God for you. So I'm very thankful and for I'm you. And I'm very thankful to him because I did have a bad marriage, mm-hmm. a very bad marriage. And the difference between that and Terry is like night and day. He is like the perfect spouse. For me, for you, you are so, absolutely so wonderful. Anyway, so I'm and I'm thankful. I thank God. So I am thankful to the Lord. So anyway, hey, we're under T's, and I think the next T is it's time to stop. How's <laughs> yeah. that? So let's stop right here, and we'll pick up with uh, we'll pick up. With this next week, we'll conclude this. Mm-hmm. We'll t- what comes after T? T- you. T- you. So we'll be back to talk about you. <laughs> Everybody likes to talk about themselves. I'm yeah. talking about you. We'll pick up with you's. You, the boy, these last letters, I don't know how we're going to come up with words for them, but I've looked at some of the words we have, and I think there's some good ones. Yeah. So we'll pick up with you next week. So, uh, hey, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. The only way to make hell and make... Let me start over. <laughs> If you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. The only way to miss hell and make heaven when you die is to repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. So I want to invite you to do that. It's very important that you do receive Jesus. And one day when you die, you'll miss hell, you'll make heaven, and he'll make your life worth living in the meantime. So call on the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive him now. You'll be glad that you did. And hey... God bless you. Next week, as I said, we'll conclude this, and at the end, we're gonna we're gonna pray for marriages, and uh, then we'll conclude next week. What do yes. you say? Sounds All right. Good. Thanks again for being with me today, and God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye bye.